Hey, what is going on guys? DK, back at you with another video here to break down the nine game NBA main slate on Wednesday. Before I end the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. Also making videos for NBA Top Shot and NFL all day. If you guys got in the NBA Top Shot uh, queue today, I'm going to video up uh, probably later tonight uh, talking about the hustle and show. Uh, open up that pack and then uh, talking about whether or not I'm going to go for the, the challenge or not. Um... If you guys are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. It is called the DKDFS Show. And if you could leave a five-star rating and review, guys, would really, really appreciate that. Um, premium content off of them, patreon.com, NBA, and NFL. Yes, I'm covering the playoffs, covering uh, you know each, what, two, three-game slate, and then the showdown slates as well. Uh, and then the sponsor of this video, guys, or the first half of this video, is Thrive Fantasy. If you guys are not familiar with Thrive... Um, it's a player prop site where you actually build out a roster on player props. So and they're pretty decent sized contest too. Um, for NBA, $5,000 up top. Um, let's see it. NFL, let's see if they had playoff stuff up. Um, yeah, they have pretty, a really big size stuff for, uh, for the uh, playoffs. $10,000 prize pool over there for the playoffs. So um, yeah, good size uh, prize pools. Again, there's definitely an edge here. So again, you pick... 10 of the 20 player props, uh, and some are different. You know, some are just points, some are rebounds, some are points plus rebounds. Um, you know, payouts are are as follows. And then, um, you, so you pick 10 of the 20. The less probable the prop is to occur, the more points you get. So obviously there's some game theory involved, like uh, Sabonis, 13 and a half rebounds. Um, the under is more likely to hit, but if it hits, you only get 85 points. If the over hits, it's less likely to occur, but you get a lot more points. So, uh, yeah, it's fun. Again, there's definitely an edge here, and there's some good size prizes. So if you guys want to try out Thrive, make sure to sign up and use my code, DKDFS. It is DKDFS, all one word. You'll get 100% match up to $100. And as always, guys, I want to thank you for your continued support uh, on the videos as well as the YouTube live streams. If you guys do enjoy the free content, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell as we get closer and closer to that 11,000 subscriber mark on YouTube. All right, so before I get into players and the prices for this nine-game slate, let's look back my lineup here from tonight. I mean, I know I sound like a broken record because I say this almost every video, but I am just in an incredible amount of pain. Like, it, it hurts. It really, really does, guys. I'm in so, so much pain. Um, so let's go over my lineup, but, oh my God, am I? So Spencer Dinwiddie, John Conchar, Josh Hart, James Robinson Earl, we'll get to that. Nicole Jokic, John Morant, Crowder, and Monte Morris. Okay, so where do I start? Yeah, I, I cash. I'm in cash in tournaments. I don't care. I had a chance to take down here. We'll get to the late game at the end. I mean, that... You, you can't make what happened up in that late game. You, you actually cannot. Um, but let's start. Okay, let's just start with the first games in the, in the first quarter. I was on extreme tilt mode to start because uh, the Kyle Kuzma people, right? First, we get the Brad, Brad Beal gets ruled out. So I was like, okay, you know, Kyle Kuzma is actually in play. Starts the game like six of six. I'm like, all right, this is just going to be a bad night. Like I'm just, I was on extreme tilt. Luckily, he cooled off. He just like, 5x, so it's nothing crazy, but that, I was tilting very, very early from the Kyle Kuzma people. Um, yeah, Dinwiddie smashed, again, he was a very clear play, in my opinion. I So I was waiting on news for, um, 
what was it now? I forget. It's just been such a tilting night. Um, I don't even remember what the news. I was waiting to make a 2v2 swap. I was thinking about going to Montrez Harrell. And, uh, oh, to see if C. McCulloch was starting or not. If C. McCulloch was going to start, I was going to play him. Um, but he he didn't end up starting, so I swapped to John Conchar, who was fine. Again, he was super, super low-owned. Uh, Josh Hart, about 50% owned, was an absolute smash. Again, he just, that game, you know, uh, I that was my favorite game to stack. It was two teams that played no defense, two teams that played fast. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of fantasy goodness in that game. All right, well, it's James Robbins, or I keep calling him James, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. J-R-E, J-R-E, literally a cardio first half, zero points in his first shift, one, one point when he came back in the second quarter. He had one fancy point in like 13 minutes at half. How is that even possible? I, myself, I could get more than one fancy point if I'm on the NBA court in 13 minutes. How is he that, like... Luckily, he had a decent second half to salvage, I guess, 14.75. But, I mean, just an absolute atrocious uh, first half there. Um, ja Morant, the GOAT. Ja GOAT. First half, absolutely one off. Second half, it could have been a massive day for Ja. But, Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones decided to turn into Steph Curry. He just can't miss, right? He just can't miss. Tyus Jones's team. He just takes over the second half. So Ja, uh, you know, Ja was on pace for like 70, but just a random Tyus Jones game. Uh, so Ja still had a good game, but it could have been way, way better. Um, Jay Crowder, again, this slate lacked good value. He was one value I felt pretty good about without Cam Johnson. He was cheap, going to play big minutes. All right. Now the Denver and the Clippers came. So, I mean, where do I even start here? I guess let's start with this. I was talking about with Jokic. I was like, okay. Um, there's two ways I, I said before the game started that Jokic was going to fail. One, he got in foul trouble. Or two, the game randomly blow out. Well, I did not consider this. I did not consider that. This game would be played in the 1970s. Did you guys see the first 41 to 28? I mean, are you kidding me? 41 to 28. That's a, that's a, a score that can be at the end of the first. At halftime, the Clippers had 28 points. So just because the lowest scoring game ever. There's never been a lower scoring game than this one in the history of the NBA. Never. Uh, and then, okay, so tilting about that. The random Aaron Gordon game, like, really, dude? I'm on pace to have a really big night, and you just get this random Aaron Gordon smash game. Oh, sure, you know, Aaron Gordon was definitely in consideration, right? Without Will Barton, definitely got a little bit of usage bump. But the game he had was just, all right, that was a little bit unreal, right? So, um, yeah, that that tilted me. I mean, Matt Morris was fine. I originally had Will Barton here. I just ate uh, $800 in salary. Cause my plan was if Will Barton was going to play and got ruled in after all the games locked, he would have been very low owned. If he got ruled out, I could pivot to Monte Morris who obviously looked better. So that's what I did. I pivoted to Monte Morris, but I mean, my God, was this ever a tilting, tilting night because it, it really could have been a massive night, uh, but the Denver Clippers game, and I was watching that first half. I mean, I would rather watch paint dry than watching that first half again. You, you couldn't pay me $500 to watch that first half again. So, 
Um, but yeah, guys, that was it for the look back. Hope you guys had a good night, but oh man. I mean, again, solid night for me, min cash in tournaments, but it, it could have been a much, much bigger night. And then in the high stakes Thunderdome, so winning lineup, Dinwiddie, 100%. No surprise there. I was a little bit surprised about this. OG Ananubi was, was pretty popular today. No, I didn't think he was a bad play. Like some couple people asked me about him in the Patreon stream. I was like, yeah, I think he's a fine secondary play. Was a little bit surprised how popular he got. Um, but yeah, he was 75%. He was fine. Uh, this is now a mere coffee's team, I guess, for the Clippers. I mean, a 40 bomb when they score 87 points. I don't understand how that's possible. Um, JTA. Okay, so here's one. I mean, I got extremely lucky here because JTA was, you know, good value on paper. Starting, probably going to play, you know, what we're projecting 20 to 25 minutes. Um, and if you played him, you got Steve Kurd, who is... Uh, <laughs> Right up there with Pop, right? Right up. You just, I mean, I'm sure you guys remember what happened, what, about a week ago when Golden State was missing everyone, and uh, he decided to just dust off the end of the bench and run them for a ton of minutes. So, I mean, if you play JTA, uh, you got extremely unlucky. I feel really bad for you. Uh, I ended up fading because, like, on a slate where the value wasn't great, I didn't want to play all the chalk value, right? I was pretty confident Crowder was going to be chalk. And at min price, I, I, had, a, I had a feeling JTA was going to be relatively high owned. So, um, you know, I rolled the dice in a couple of lower owned value plays. But yeah, if you play JTA, I mean, that's just an ex- insanely unlucky. Um, Lonzo Ball, uh, again, the Bulls won by like 80 points. I was keeping track of that game too. It was like a 40 point game going to the fourth and DeMar DeRozan checked back in. I'm like, Billy Donovan just runs his starters into the ground. Uh, Josh Hart was chalky. Again, no surprise. And Jokic, the absolute chalk, 75% owned at high stakes. If the game wasn't played in the 1970s, he would have had a massive game. So um, that was it. Let's see. Other ownership. Uh, again, Reggie Jackson. I was a little bit surprised he was 50% owned. Um, I'm guessing Petty Theft played him. Let's see. Oh, he didn't. I was going to say, he always plays. Reggie Jackson is his biggest. Like, I have my boys. You know, I have Sabonis, Ja, Nurkic. Reggie Jackson is Petty Theft's biggest boy, and he didn't play him. I'm actually, I'm actually shocked about that. Um, he went to Zubac, who won fantasy point, got in massive foul trouble. Um, all right, yeah, that's it for the look back, guys. Uh, let's talk about this nine-gamer. Oh, and one other thing I want to mention. So if you enjoy the tilts, um, I'm going to start a new thing on my TikTok. Uh, go, make sure to follow me down below. Uh, Daily Tilt, where I will not over, not only be going over like my lineups and tilting parts there, but basically... You know, guys that shouldn't have played well, they did well, or guys that should have played well, it didn't. You know, I'll be I'll be tilting like Kuzma will be definitely a main talking point for me on that. I'm gonna record that after this. If you guys are interested in that, follow my TikTok down below. Um, all right, Orlando and Washington's the first game here. So we have this Wendell Carter Jr. and Mo Bamba, both questionable. Pretty significant news here. We could have some value here um if they're both out with the bigs. We'll start with Cole Anthony, who was chalk last slate and just had an awful game. Uh, I ended up fading him there. I got extremely lucky with him having a floor game. But, I mean, 7.4K is just too cheap for Cole Anthony, right? It just is. He has shot 4 of 17 last game. He's most likely not going to shoot that bad again. So, I like Cole Anthony. I think he's a solid play in the mid-range. As far as the two bigs, if they both end up playing, they don't really stand out. Now, if they both miss, it's going to depend on the starting lineup here. Um, You know, Chumo, Kiki started a game last game, but, like, if Mo Bamba's out too, does like Robin Lopez start? Probably. Or they go to like an undersized Mo Wagner. I mean, Freddie Gillespie, who shouldn't even be in the league, got a start um, about a week ago too. So we'll, we'll see what they do with the starting lineup. Wagner, 5-7. Again, it's taking a back seat now with Cole Anthony back, so it doesn't stand out. Gary Harris had a good game two games ago. I mean, the minutes will be there, be scoring dependent. And then Terrence Ross might shoot 
30 times off the bench. I mean, that's a positive. The minutes are about 30 for him, which is pretty good. So I actually think he's a solid option off the bench. And then, yeah, just keep buying the news. Like, I got, like, Chumo Kiki. Chuma Okiki, if he starts again, would be viable value. If Robin Lopez starts, we can go there for value. So we'll monitor the news there on the Washington side. So I don't think Brad Beal is going to be available for this game because he was just put in the health and safety protocols. So, um, I mean, we got to we gotta talk about Kuzma. Um, I, I think he's in play, right? I do. He's going to be, him and Dinwiddie are going to be the two highest usage, usage players on this team. Should play mid-30s minutes. And the Magic is a good matchup. So, um, even though I don't think, you know, Kuzma continues to play this well, he is in play when Brad Beal is out. When Brad Beal is out, I have interest in Kuzma, and I have interest in Dinwiddie, right? Because those are two guys going to be the highest usage on the team. So no issue if you want to go to Kuzma, price to drop a little bit. Um, again, will be very high usage. As far as the centers go with Gafford and Harrell, I would rather roll the dice on Harrell at 4-7, who played 24 minutes in his first game back. Just, you know, cheaper than Gafford. And I think they kind of split the center minutes. And then Dinwiddie looks amazing. Um they said he's not going to be rested in the back-to-back. Um, so let me just wait. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to make sure I didn't uh, misread that. So, I mean, he's going to play big minutes. He played 34 minutes. Minutes go up. Usage goes way up without Brad Beal. So I think Dinwiddie looks phenomenal. As far as the rest of the Wizards go, I mean, sure, you can always play KCP. He'll play about 30 minutes. He's score independent, though. Denny, uh, God, I just... It's that gif of, you know, the guy, like, smoking outside. Like, I just... It's never fun ever ro- rostering Denny. Um, Rui at 4K. Again, I'm going to wait until his minutes bump up for him. Neto at 3-4. How many minutes did he play tonight? Played about 20. Actually, we saw some pretty decent minutes for Kispert. Um, played 29. If he starts again, I think he's a fair value. He might go a little bit over-owned after last game. But if he starts again, I think you can go there. All right, Boston and the Pacers, so we just saw this game on the Boston side. Um, keep an eye on Marcus Smart and Pritchard. We have Pritchard questionable, Marcus Smart doubtful. So we definitely open up some value here for Boston. Um, not a bad matchup here. Tatum Brown, more secondary options for me. One of those guys is a good game. Trying to figure out, or one of those guys, one of those guys probably has a good game. Good luck trying to figure out which one's going to be. The bigs don't really stand out. Where I'm intrigued by is the guards. If, if Smart and Pritchard are both out and Schroeder starts, I think he looks really good at a 4.8K price point. Probably would play over 30 minutes. So would like Schroeder and then like Josh Richardson would be in play off the bench. He would probably play big minutes. So keep an eye on the news there with Smart and Pritchard. If Smart's out, you know, and Pritchard ends up playing, we'll see what they do the starting lineup. I would still think Schroeder starts, but um, not 100% there on the Pacer side. So keep an eye on Levert, Brogdon. They're both questionable. Duarte as well. If they're all out, then like the likes of like Sykes, Washington, Stevenson are in play. If all the guards are in, then I'm probably not going to get to anyone. I guess Sabonis would be the one guy you could go to as a contrarian play who... Um, went for a weird talent, 11 points, 22 boards, and 10 assists. Uh, but yeah, with, with the guards out, Sabonis' usage has gone up. So he would be in play there. Charlotte and Philly. So Charlotte's just, again, the definition of a GPP team. You know, it's like one of the one or two of these starters can have good games, but like it's it's really hard to nail down who it's going to be. So LaMelo Ball um, did not have a good game last game, but he did play 35 minutes, which is positive. So price come down, came down on him. I think he's a good tournament play. Same with Rogier. Now, Rogier played really well last game. Um, if Rogier is going to get a lot of ownership, I would just rather play Lamella Ball, right? So if if one of these guys end up being very chalky, I'm just going to look elsewhere, right? Because it's a very up and down team. You, you never know where the production is exactly coming from. Now, what I will say, without Kelly Oubre, the minutes did go up for Bridges and for Hayward. 41 minutes for Bridges. So I think he makes for a rel- like relatively safe play. And then Gordon Hayward's minutes also went up a bit too. So those two get a minutes bump without Kelly Oubre. P.G. Washington, if he can stay out of foul trouble, probably plays mid-20s minutes, but they're going up against Joel Embiid. So, 
uh, decent chance he is in foul trouble. Mason Plumlee might have to play a little bit more here against Embiid. So as a large field tournament play, I think it's fine. And then Cody Martin got the biggest minutes bump without Kelly Oubre, played 28 minutes. So he's a fair value play. On the Philadelphia side, I mean, I just love targeting players against the Charlotte Hornets team. So I think Embiid looks really good here. Uh, Mason Plumlee is awful on the defensive end. Peter Washington, not much better. So like, I think Embiid looks really, really good. Tobias probable. Seth Curry is questionable. Keep an eye on Seth Curry news. But we do have uh, Tyrese Maxey back. And uh, assuming no limitations, I think Maxey's a pretty good play in the mid-range. Probably plays over 30 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I like him. If Seth Curry's out, maybe Korkmaz starts who'd be viable. But, again, he had the uh, ultimate cardio second half lastly, which put me on full tilt mode. Um and then if Fiebel starts again, then he's, again, playable, low-usage guy, but we will play big minutes. Miami and Atlanta, so no Jimmy, no Bam. I just have no words. I just I just have no words, right? You just, you knew what was going to happen, right? I played Tyler Hero at low ownership on pace for a really big night against Portland. Five of 23 shooting and then gets ejected. The next slate, on fire, 30-plus real-life points. 33 real-life points, an absolute smash. Again, you guys have to be writing this down, right? When a player lets me down, the next slate, they're going off. With Jordan Nora, right? 1 of 11, I play him. The next night, starts like 8 of 9, on fire. So... Um, yeah, but no, but seriously, the two guards and hero Lowry are going to play big, big minutes. Um, both have a good amount of upside here and it's a good matchup too. So I like both guards. Um, I think they're both a little bit too cheap. The goat goat seven. I'm again, I'm repeating myself, but I've been saying this since the summer league, this guy is good and he's finally getting the chance to show it. And he is absolutely smashing. Now keep an eye on Dwayne Deadman news. Um, he is questionable. I really hope he's out. Um, even if he is in, I think they have to continue to start Yurt 7, right? I think they have to. Now, if Deadman ends up playing, maybe Yurt 7's minutes are a little bit more in question. But, um, yeah, I still have interest in him in the price, in that price. The rest of the value, we have Gabe Vincent back. Not a ton else that stands out. I mean, you can take shots in Duncan and Strauss. They're scoring dependent. P.J. Tucker, I mean, he's been good last couple games, but it's also P.J. Tucker. He's almost 5K. So, let's move on to Atlanta. Atlanta, we have Clint Capella, doubtful. Cam Reddish, questionable. Pretty significant there with Capella. We'll get to that in a sec. Trey Young, 10-3. It only gets a ton of ownership. I think he's a fine tournament play. Does have a good amount of upside. John Collins had an awful game last game without Clint Capella. But he does get a bump uh, playing more at the 5 uh, when Capella is out. So I have interest in John Collins. And then we'll go down to Okongu. I think it makes for great value. Assuming he starts. Played 38 minutes last game. Um, so I think Onyeka Okongu looks really, really good. He also has power forward eligibility, which is really nice. And then, like, the likes of, like, Madonovich and Herter, Reddish, plays, Gallinari, you can take shots in them in GPPs. Dallas and New York, so Luka Doncic, no person guessing guessing, doesn't necessarily get a usage bump, um, but should play mid-30s minutes, and obviously will be their highest usage player, so I think he's a solid option. The rest of Dallas, not much. Brunson, a little bit overpriced. Hardway feels priced about right. Maxi Kleba had a good game when I finally faded, but I think he plays low-30s minutes here and, um, you know, is still viable without Porzingis. Um, Dwight Powell probably gets low 20s minutes. Again, a fair value play, but not a lot that I'm really interested in. The Dallas side. On the Knicks side, so keep an eye on Kemba News. He's questionable. Narrowns Nawal, I swear, has been questionable for the last two months, and he just hasn't played. Like, is he ever going to play again? Um, but yeah, we'll start Jules Randall, 8.5K. 
who the, it, it's kind of a tempting price. He was awful last game, two real life points. But again, the price did drop on him. So I think he is in play. Not sure how, what the ownership is going to be on him, but definitely intrigued by Randall. Barrett's been playing well of late, but also you're paying a premium for him. So I'll probably let others chase him. Um, if Kemba's out, then like the likes of like Burks and Fournier are fine options, quickly viable in tournaments. But yeah, the Knicks are a team. I just never, I don't have fun talking about this team. All right, Houston and San Antonio. So this game could be interesting here. Um, two teams that play, don't play a lot of defense. So yeah, there's some appealing plays here. Christian Wood, 6.9. He should play big minutes. Um, I think he's a good option at this price. Kevin Porter Jr., just if he doesn't get ejected or quit at halftime i think he's a pretty good play that should play over 30 minutes a guy can stuff the stat sheet so have some interest in the main two guys there the rest are kind of more tournament plays a guy likes of jay sean tate and Jalen green and eric gordon um you know if you think if you think they get blown out you can look to like a kj martin or christopher so the rest more tournament plays on the spurs sides they're once again really shorthanded uh, i think Dejounte Murray looks really good here at the top should play mid 30s minutes and this is just one of the best possible matchups Jakob Pertl, also very, very safe. Should play about 30 minutes. I like the main two guys. And there's a lot to like for value. So, again, we have no White, no Johnson, no Vassell, no McDermott, no Trey Jones. They are thin once again. Lonnie Walker shot 19 times last game. I think he makes for a really good value. I think Primo, Bates, Diop, Forbes, all in play as well. Um, don't know if I get to a guy like Haycock, who did close because the game was a blowout. I mean, he's a productive uh, point-per-minute guy, but I think he only plays about... 10 to 15 minutes if Jock Landell's out again, too. So that's it for the Spurs. Um, Cleveland and Utah, ugly game here. Two teams that are good defensively, two teams that play slow. There's honestly not much. Um, Garland at 8-1, the prices come down, but I don't know if I want to go there against the Jazz. I mean, there is no go bear. So, like, the bigs, Whiteside plays no defense. So, like, yeah, if you want to take a shot in, like, Allen or Mobley or Love for tournaments, I think it's fine. Mark Nance is just always a secondary play for me. I think Chetty's at least interesting. 30 minutes now in two of the last three games. I don't think he gets a ton of ownership. And lastly, um, Rajon Rondo, 3.8K. I think he's a pretty good value. Uh, 17, 29, 20 minutes. I think on average, we're going to get about 20 from him. And he'll be productive when he's on the court. So I think Rondo's a pretty decent value play. Lamar Stevens has been starting, but uh, I guess he's he's fine. He's more at the first defense. All right, on the Utah side. So again, no Gobert, no Gay. We'll keep an eye on Joe Ingles. Mitchell 9-4, again, more of a tournament play for me. Whiteside at 6-2, I mean, he was awful as chalk last couple games, but then he just absolutely smashed. So if you played him the first two slates and then faded him last slate, you're probably just in immense amounts of pain. I uh, did end up going back to the wall on Whiteside. Um, you know, I think these games are outliers where he had 20 and 17 in like 30 and 25 minutes. I think this game was an outlier too. Whiteside's a good point per minute guy. I don't think we get 20 from him. I don't think we get 51. I think we get somewhere in between that. Um, but if we're going to get, you know, 30-ish minutes from him, I still think he's a pretty good play because, again, he'll be productive when he's on the court. He's not a good real-life player, but he's a really good uh, DFS player because he gets a lot of uh, stats when he's out there. Um, you know, Bogdanovich, Conley, Clarkson, fine tournament options. Royce O'Neal will play big minutes, but it's very painful to roster him in DFS. I don't think I get to anyone else here on Utah. So let's uh, move on to Brooklyn and Chicago. Harden and Kyrie both questionable. I think Kyrie status is more 50-50. I think Harden ends up playing here, but um, obviously we'll keep an eye on it. And that's definitely going to be pretty important news. If they're both out, I don't have to tell you to, to play KD. I think you guys know KD would look phenomenal. He's just playing massive minutes. So yeah, I would really like KD if both the guards are out. And then like the likes of like Patty Mills, 
Cam Thomas, even some value would be way more in play if both guards end up missing. Um, Aldridge is out too. We have Claxton is uh, questionable. It's a hamstring. So my guess is he doesn't return. If he doesn't, then we can look to my boy, uh, Dayron Sharp, who finally getting the run and he's just smashing. I played him. You guys remember when the Nets were extremely shorthanded and an eight-man rotation? I played like a 5% Dayron Sharp when I think Claxton was like 80%. And Dayron Sharp was smashing, but uh, Steve Nash played him like 10 minutes with an eight-man rotation. Just, again, extreme, extreme tilt. But if there's no Claxton, he could start. Because, I mean, look, like, this this team doesn't have a lot of other bigs, right? If Claxton's out, again, Dayron Sharp, and then just the absolute dust. I mean, this, I talk about it a lot, but, my God, I don't think there's anyone dustier than Paul Millsap. So, I mean, he uh, might play, but I think Dayron Sharp would be the guy that gets the biggest bump without, um, if Claxton is out. So, keep an eye on that one. And then I said, like, as I said, Patty Mills, Cam Thomas, they're definitely in, uh, in play. If both the guards are out, would look good. Uh, then the other value would look better as well. If both Harden and Kyrie are in, then I don't know if there's anything that would stand out. Unless, like, again, Claxton is out, then we could look to some value, depending on who ends up starting there. On the Chicago side, it's always a tournament team for me, but Nets don't play a whole lot of defense. So the likes of Vooch, Levine, DeRozan, Lonzo, I think are all solid tournament plays. Is there one play that stands out here? No. But I think they're all good tournament plays, and they all should play big minutes. So that's really always my take with Chicago when they're fully healthy. Finally, the Lakers and the Kings. I mean, this Lakers team, I feel bad for LeBron. LeBron's just doing everything. I mean, it's a great matchup, so this game should stay close. I played him at low ownership last game. Uh, was on pace to take down, and the game was a random blowout. Still hurting from that as well. Um, but yeah, LeBron should play huge minutes, and he's doing everything for this team. So I think he looks for a very, very safe spend up. Westbrook has just been awful. If you want to go to him in a tournament, fine. Uh, Malik Monk's probably been the second best player so far, but his price is up. Mello, THT, sure you can take darts in them in tournaments. I, I don't want to mess with the rest of the Lakers. And finally, the Kings. So uh, both guards in play, Fox and Halliburton. Again, kind of like the Boston guys. Good luck trying to figure out which one's going to be. I play Halliburton, it's the Fox team. If I play Fox, it'll be a Halliburton game. So one of the guards probably has a good game. This game says competitive, but... Um, Again, good luck trying to figure out which one's going to be. Buddy Heald, I will. If you're into narratives, I don't take narratives into account at all. But if you're a big narrative guy, then you want to play Buddy Heald because he just always smashes against the Lakers. Again, I could care less about narratives. But if you are that guy, if you're the guy that factors in narratives a lot, then you probably want to play Buddy Heald because I swear every game he just smashes against the Lakers. Um, Rashawn Holmes at 5'5 is not back. He's cleared, but he's in the G League. And Damian Jones out, Thompson questionable. So if Len starts, I actually think he's a solid value. Shot 2 of 13 last game, which is awful. awful. But if he starts again, I think he's a solid uh, value there. Um, and then uh, Nemes Keda, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, played the back of five, played 24 minutes. If Tristan Thompson's out, sure, you can take a shot on him at the flat end price. But yeah, guys, that is going to do it for the video today. So if you haven't enjoyed the content, again, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Would really, really appreciate it, guys. I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow, Q&A style. So you, uh, make sure to check that one out. But thanks again. Have a great night. And I'll see you guys all in the live stream tomorrow.